1: Hello, so today's teaching is coming from John chapter 10, beginning at verse 11, all the way through to verse 42. So verse 11 reads, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. So we are here at the second allegory characteristic. So the first allegory was in... Verse 7 of John 10, which read, Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. So, you know, the question that arises is, how can he be the door and the shepherd at the same time? So the doorkeeper employed for that purpose, you know, to um, make sure he locks up the door when the sheep put in the sheepfold and all had um you know charge of the sheepfold and would actually sleep or sit in the doorway so the lord jesus christ is not only the door to the shep to the sheepfold sorry but he is also the good shepherd so he stays in the doorway he's the door that actually opens to eternal life. That's what it means by him being the door to the sheepfold. So he actually protects his own and is also the good shepherd as well. So he's also called the Lamb of God. And, um, you know, the Lamb of God, he takes away the sin of the world. So he came down and identified with you and me. He identified with us and we are called sheep. So he is also the shepherd. And the fact that he actually became, you know, one of us when he came down, he became a sheep. It emphasizes the humanity of Christ. And the fact that he's a good shepherd emphasizes the deity of Christ because he alone was worthy and is able to save because he is God. So he is the door, the door that leads to eternal life. He is the shepherd. That uh, leads the sheep and he is the good shepherd that um, died for in order to save us. So he's also called the great shepherd and we have that in the book of Hebrews. And Peter in his epistle um, actually called him, yeah in the epistle of Peter, called him the chief shepherd. In Psalms 22 he's called the good shepherd that actually gives life for the sheep so he can die for the sheep he's a good shepherd and in psalm 23 he's the great shepherd of the sheep that is able to keep his own so he keeps his own and you know he calls out to the sheep to to the sheep and they recognize his voice and in psalm 24 he's the chief shepherd so he's coming again and when he comes he will come and will, and when he comes, we, when he comes, actually again, he will come um, in a crown, rejoicing. Verse twelve of John chapter ten goes on to read, "But a her, sorry, but a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep, and." Scatters them, so the difference between the Lord Jesus Christ and you know any other religious ruler who claims to be the shepherd, you know these religious rulers and um, yeah, these um leaders who we actually have is that the other religious rulers, the men they've had had to do something, rather, you and me have had to do something for them. So they did very little for the followers. They do very little for their followers. The shepherd, on the other hand, the good shepherd, he gives his life. We don't have to do anything for him. He just gives his life for the sheep and protects them. Verse 13 goes on to read. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep. And I and am known by my own. So the good shepherd knows his sheep, and his sheep know him. To know him is to love him, and to know his sheep. So in Ezekiel, actually, Ezekiel thirty four, verses one through to verse fifteen, it reads Um, <clears throat> for thus says the lord god indeed i myself will search for my sheep and seek them out as the shepherd seeks out his flock for the day he is among so as the shepherd seeks out his flock on the day he is among his scattered sheep so will i seek out my sheep and deliver them from all the places where they are scattered and where they are scattered on a cloudy and dark day. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries. I will bring them to their own land. I will feed them on the mountain of Israel in the valleys and in the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them in good pastures and their fold shall be on the high mountains of Israel. There they shall lie down in a good fold and feed in rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. So here the good shepherd actually knows his sheep, as the statement um, says, and as we've read in um, the book of Ezekiel. So his sheep... Also know him. They recognize his voice. And to know him, like I said, is to love. And um, to love him and, you know, to know him is to love him. So for us to know the Lord Jesus Christ, which means we love the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 15 goes on to read. And the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life. The sheep. So he's a good shepherd who lay down his life for his sheep in order to save them, to take away the sin of the world. Verse 16 goes on to read: And the other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them I also must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. So the fold is Israel here. So, there is only one flock. But you know, um, there are many folds. You know, we have the Jews, Gentiles, rich, poor, dark, name it. So, today, he's actually calling out a people, both Jew and Gentile, bond and free, people from all nations. And there will be one flock that's going to be all under the body of believers. And verse 17 goes on to read, Therefore my Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it again. So the Father loves him, because he died for us. So we should love him, because he actually died for us. Verse 18 goes on to read, No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again this command I have received from my father so at Jesus Christ's trial we saw that in actually the book of Matthew he was in full control so he set the time of his death because his enemies they were saying he's not going to be killed during the um feast time um, during the Celebrations that they were having. So he said he would actually... But he said he would actually die during the feast day. So he is kingly when he approaches the cross. And he's in charge. Um, So it's... um, He's actually in in charge because he died for the sin of the world. So he was never on trial. The Roman government was on trial... The religious rulers were in trial, but he died willingly for the joy that was set before him. And he actually endured the cross. He had power to lay down his life, to take it, you know, he had actually power to lay down his life and take it, you know, no man could actually touch him without his permission. Verse 19 goes on to read, Therefore, there was a division again among the Jews because of these sayings. And many of them said, He was a demon who is mad. Why do you listen to him? Others say, there are not the words of one who has a demon Can A demon opened the eyes of the blind. Okay, so here he actually opened the eyes of, you know, the blind man in the temple from yesterday's study. Yeah, the blind man was born blind and he was cast out of the temple and from worship. And, you know, the crowds are saying that, you know, he is a demon. But again, they're arguing would a demon actually make a blind man see? Um. So, there is a division. here. Yeah, we find there is a division. a oh, difference. In opinion among the people. Some thought he was the demon, others thought he was the divine Son of God, so the Savior of the world, and that division is always there. So some believed it, others didn't. And today you have believers and unbelievers. believers Verse 22 goes on to read, Now it was the first, sorry, now it was the Feast of Dedication in Jerusalem, and it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple of Solomon's uh, sorry and Jesus walked in the temple of Solomon's porch. Verse twenty. Um For then the Jews surrounded him and said to him, How long do you keep us in doubt if you are the Christ? Tell us. Um, Sorry, if you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Yes. So here he had actually not revealed himself publicly that he was the Christ up to this particular point. Verse 25 goes on to read, Then Jesus answered, I told you, and you do not believe the works that I do. Um... I, sorry, let me just read that again. I told you that you do not believe the works that I do in my Father's name. They bear witness um, to me. Sorry, they bear witness of me. So, the, you know, he actually offers proof that he is the Messiah. And his works are proof. You know, he did just not heal one or two blind men. They were. Thousands of people who were actually walking testimonies of his miracles. Verse 26 goes on to read, but you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. And I said, as I said to you, sorry. So the thought is here is you do not believe, and because you. Uh, don't believe the circumstance so there are demonstrations that you're not uh, it actually demonstrates that you know the ones who didn't believe that they're not his sheep and uh, he actually gives the positive side so the band on the sheep um, you know the brand rather on the sheep is obedience you know sheep by that time were not branded but today the flock, the sheep. We are branded by obedience. So, if you want to know if one is actually saved or not, you know, you have to take a, a look at their relationship to Christ and is he obeying the Lord Jesus Christ? So, his followers have, um, you know, when you follow Christ, as well as have a hearing aid. So, you know, in one of our studies, I think in the Old Testament, a blood tipped ear, um, and um this is how we know we actually saw that you know about the priest when he was actually being dedicated um, so he had blood put on the tip of his ear that the spirit of God can speak to So that the Spirit of God can actually speak. And we have this in Proverbs 20, verse 12, which reads, The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. Okay, so, yeah, like the practice when they were, um, you know, dedicating the priest they dipped his um ear the tip of his ear in um in in blood um they put it on his ear and this was so that the holy spirit of god can actually speak to him um first 28 goes on to read and i give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither any um neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. So here he actually gives them eternal life. Not only is he giving eternal life, he will protect them, and no one will snatch them out of his life. When and and when he does so, he means they don't work. For it he just um gives them gives to them, um so you know he gives them eternal life um so you don't have to do anything or work or show your works to you. um, Christ so um you know the sheep sometimes you know. We go astray and you know do all sorts of kinds of things but um, you won't stay in the pig pen the sheep won't stay in the pig pen forever the pig yes will stay in the pig pen but the sheep no they won't stay in the pig pen verse 29 I was to read my father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hands, so he here he was a good shepherd. Verse thirty, going to read. For I am my father. Um. Sorry, for I and my father. are one. Um. So sorry. He is a good shepherd who actually sacrificed his life in order to save us. Verse thirty goes on to read I and my father are one. So here he actually um so he actually claimed to be God and he was God. Verse 31 and 32 goes on to read, Then the Jews came to look at um Sorry, verse 30, let me read that again. Verse 31, rather. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him, and Jesus answered them, Many Good works I have shown you from my master. <clears throat> so it reads, sorry, let me just read that again. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered, Many good works I have shown you from my father. For which of those works do you stone me? So here he actually had his credentials with them the works he had done verse 33 Please. the jews answered him saying for a good work we do not stone but we do not stone you um, for good works we do not stone you but for blasphemy and because you being a man make yourself god verse 34 Jesus answered them. So, um, sorry. Verse 33, rather, reads, The Jews answered him, saying, For good work we do not stone, but for blasphemy, and because you being a man, make yourself God. Verse 34, Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law? I said, you are gods. Verse 35. If he called them... Um, so, if he called them gods, to whom the word of God... Um, so... And the scripture cannot be broken. So here, the point he's making is that if they are on a high plane. So he's not saying... Um, so here, you know, the point he's making is if they were on a high plane. That's the point he's making. So he's not saying that mankind are gods, no. We get into more detail when we get to Psalms. Um... So that's where we're gonna get into more detail, verse thirty six goes on to read. Um, do you say to him whom um do yeah, do you say to him whom the father sanctified and sent? So, um do you say of him who the Father sanctified and sent, and so, and sent into the world. You are blaspheming, because I said I am the Son of God. Uh, the rest of the chapter here. We're see. The rest of the chapter. He actually claims to be God, and he is who he said he was. So you can't actually be right in the rest of everything that you do, if you think, if you do not think rightly of the Lord Jesus Christ, so this is our teaching for today, thank you very much for listening in, God bless you all, and have a pleasant day, Goodbye.